0: Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Marie. Hola, oyentes. Bienvenidos al episodio 72. Welcome to episode 72 of the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast. In this episode, we are going to do a listener Q&A. So I received a question from one of our wonderful podcast listeners, and I will be answering it on the podcast today. And don't forget, if you ever have a question about Spanish, whether it be about grammar or if there's a specific song that you want me to break down the lyrics to on the podcast, make sure you reach out to me on Instagram. Send me a DM at Learn Spanish Con Salsa. You can also email us at host at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com. And there's also on our show notes page, you can leave us a voice note and ask your question at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com slash podcast and just click on the link there or the button to leave a voice note. So don't be shy, ask your questions and I might cover it on an upcoming episode of the podcast. Before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to give you a quick reminder about this month's giveaway. So as you know, we started last month and we will be doing it Every month, I'm giving away a one-on-one private session with one of our great coaches on the Spanish Consalsa team. All you have to do is share this episode of the podcast on social media. So on Instagram, put it in your IG stories. And tag us at Learn Spanish Con Salsa. That will automatically enter you into our monthly giveaway. And at the end of the month, we will let you know who is the winner. OK, so make sure you tag us in your IG story. You can also tag us on Facebook. where the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast there as well but let folks know about this episode. If you found it useful, definitely, definitely share it and you will be entered into that giveaway. And you can use this time for whatever you want. If you need help with fleshing out your routine for studying Spanish, you want to know if what you're doing is effective or not. Maybe if you have a specific grammar question, or you just want to practice conversation, you can use this time however you want. And all you have to do to enter into the giveaway is share this episode. So make sure you do that as soon as you finish listening today. And I'm sure you will find this one super useful because the question that I have is one of those that comes up when you hear something in Spanish and you know that you know what it means, right? So you're like, I've heard this word before, but the context that you hear it in It just doesn't make any sense. How many times has that happened to you? Where you're like, I know I learned that word and I'm listening and I have no idea what this person is talking about, all right? So this is one of the situations that our listener ran into today. And I'm gonna give a pretty thorough breakdown of exactly what the point of confusion was here and hopefully it'll help you out as well. So this week's question comes from Alice. Now, Alice asked, I'm wondering if you might explain how and when baya and seya are used in sentences. I know they're imperative, but I've seen them used in other situations. Alice. Okay, so this was a message again that I received and I wanted to really do an episode on this because it really does require a little bit more explanation than I could sort of put back in a message or an email. So first, Alice is talking about two different words. So baya... And sea, so baya, actually comes from the verb ir, which is to go. And saya actually comes from the verb ser, which is to be when you're referring to permanent characteristics. Okay, so she did get the verbs right. She identified those in her message and she did say, I know they're imperative, but I've seen them used in other situations. So just a quick explanation. So the imperative is also the command tense. It can also be called mandato or imperativo. And that's basically when you're telling someone what to do. So you're giving a direct instruction and you're using the imperative or command tense to do so. And that usually applies when you're giving any sorts of commands, whether you're talking to children or if you are in charge of directing something, let's say you're at the airport and people are sort of directing you where to go. That's where you would hear the command tense used in Spanish. Now in English, we really don't have an equivalent to this. I mean, of course we do give commands, but we don't have sort of a separate verb conjugation necessarily for that. So this can be new if you're studying Spanish to sort of understand that when you're giving a command that you do have to actually change the verb conjugation, right? So in this case, Alice is correct. So BAYA is actually the imperative or command tense of the verb IR but it only applies to that third person or the usted form. So the formal second person, right? So if you're talking to someone directly and you're using usted, so this is in a formal situation, or maybe you're speaking to someone who is a bit older than you or that you're showing some respect for, or someone that you don't know very well, you might be using usted. Now, one way that you commonly hear this is just as a word by itself, right? Baya. Baya. So that just means go right? Like, go. It's all it means. So, if you hear it used by itself, it's like, go, vaya, okay? But vaya sometimes also means, wow. So, if you hear it used by itself, like, you could say, vaya, eso estuvo cerca. Like, wow, that was close. Or, mira esto, vaya. Like, look at that. Wow. Okay. So, Sometimes it also just means wow. So it doesn't necessarily translate to the verb ir, but sometimes it does just mean go. So you're simply telling someone go in a more of a formal setting. Now, where some of the confusion can be with vaya, so the first thing is that not only is this the verb ir, but the imperative is also used a lot with irse. So irse is the reflexive form of the verb ir, which means to leave instead of to go. So if you hear someone say vayase, vayase, they're saying, go, get out, leave, like be gone, <laughs> which I don't think is really polite. Even though you're using usted, if you're telling someone váyase, you're like, go away, right? So that is, um, again, it's a command. So everything that you hear with this vaya is going to be a command. You could also use it to tell someone like to go to sleep. So you could say váyase a dormir, váyase a dormir. So again, it's like if you're talking to, you know, an older person or you want to show respect because this is the still the usted form. But you'll also hear this in the informal sense. If you're hearing the imperative form of irse, it would just be bete. So instead of váyase, it would be bete, which means go away, but it's an informal. And you would use this with the tu form. So bete, right? So you may have also heard that. But they all sort of mean the same thing. You also might have heard vaya in some expressions like vaya con Dios, which is like Godspeed or God be with you or more formally like go with God. So vaya con Dios is another expression you may have heard. So there are several different ways that vaya is used. It is the imperative in the third person or usted form for the verb ir, but you'll also hear it in irse and you'll also hear it in expressions. So there are several different ways that you might come across the word baja. But there is even another way that baja is used, and this is what may have prompted Alice's question. So not only is this the imperative form, but baja is also the present subjunctive, okay? So it's the third person present subjunctive or also the usted form as well, so the second person formal for the verb ir, So again, this happens in several verbs where you have the subjunctive is also the same as the imperative or command tense, okay? So if I wanted to say something in subjunctive, and again, This is when we're talking about something that we're not exactly sure about. So it's not used to express a fact necessarily like in the indicative, but the subjunctive mood is actually talking about something that is either an opinion or something that we're expressing a a wish or desire or we're just not sure about. So just a few examples to illustrate this. I can say, necesito que vaya con los pasajeros. Necesito que vaya con los pasajeros. So I need you to go with the passengers. So again, think about this. You might be in the airport and you may be standing around and someone might say, Hey, I need you to go. And again, this is the Usted form. So it's again, pretty formal. So I need you to go. Or I could be talking about el or ella, right? Or another person. Necesito que el vaya con los pasajeros. All right. I could also say, no quiero que vaya. No quiero que vaya. So I don't want him to go. All right, so that's another um, way. Again, this is the subjunctive mood. So I'm expressing sort of a desire. Like, I don't want this to happen. So I wouldn't say, no quiero que va, right? I would say, no quiero que vaya. Because again, I'm just expressing my desire that he not go. I could also say, quiero que todo vaya bien esta vez. Quiero que todo vaya bien esta vez. So I just hope everything goes well this time. So again, this baija is used in several different ways. It is not only the imperative, it's also used in some expressions and it is the present subjunctive for the third person and second person formal. Okay, so that covers baija. So now we have the second part of Alice's question. She mentioned sea, which is S-E-A in English or S-A-A. Sea, which is the same situation as the verb ir. So this is just the verb ser, which is the imperative for the third person or second person formal usted. So you might hear this used like if you're telling someone again in a formal situation, no sea impaciente, no sea impaciente. So don't be impatient or no sea tímido. Don't be shy or no sea tan rígido. Don't be so strict. Okay. So those are just some examples. Um, Or I could say, sea listo, sea listo. So be smart, right? So listo means ready, but it can also be used to mean smart. So sea listo. So again, the imperative is all about commands. Now this sea is also used in a lot of expressions. And one of the most common ones is lo que sea, lo que sea. So this is one that you will hear a lot in spoken language. It can sometimes be a filler word. So this lo que sea means something like whatever, right? So if I was saying, puedes hacer una ensalada de fruta si tienes fresas, frambuesas, manzanas, o lo que sea. So I'm saying, well, you can make a fruit salad if you have strawberries, raspberries, apples, or whatever, right? So you're kind of listing things and you, it's not like you run out of things to say, but you're kind of filling in, the blank there again with like, oh, whatever, right? It's a a filler word. So you could say, ah, o lo que sea, right? If you're listing things and you kind of throw that in at the end while you're speaking. So that's a common way that you'll also hear the word sea used in sentences. It can also mean anything. So I can say, pregúntame lo que sea. So that's ask me anything. Or I could say, a los niños puedes decirles lo que sea. So you can tell the kids anything or you could tell those boys anything. So again, lo que sea is a really common expression that you hear. So that may be another way that you've heard sea used. And there are several other expressions, but I just wanted to give a few examples here. And lastly, as I mentioned before, sea is also the present subjunctive of the verb ser for the third person and second person formal usted. So it's not just the imperative for ser just like vaya is not just the imperative for ir but it also is the present subjunctive. So I'm going to use this to express a desire or an opinion. So I could say es importante que sea proactivo. Es importante que sea proactivo. So it's important to be proactive. I could also say es improbable que sea eficaz. Es improbable que sea eficaz. So it's not likely to be effective or it's not likely that it is effective. So again, I'm expressing things I'm not sure about or an opinion, so es importante que calls for the subjunctive because I'm saying it's important to be proactive, or it's important that he is or she is proactive. So again, this is expressing an opinion. Es improbable, it's improbable or unlikely. So again, I don't know if this will be effective or not. I don't have any facts. This is just an opinion based on whatever data that I've had in the past, but I'm saying it's improbable or unlikely to be effective. So think about speaking about a drug treatment or something like that. Es improbable que sea eficaz. And the last example I have for the word sea is So in this case, the word cuando or when calls for the subjunctive because I'm talking about something that's dependent upon another action. So they will return when it is safe for everyone. They will return when it's safe for everyone. So that sea is is in this case but i'm saying something that will happen when something else happens so because there's that dependency it introduces some uncertainty which calls for the subjunctive so i hope this answers your question alice and if anyone else out there was listening to something in spanish or reading something and you saw these words baja and sea, that now that you have a little bit more clarity about what they mean and how they're used and you understand that they're not just used one way. So they're not just the imperative in the third person or second person, uh, usted, but they're also the subjunctive, which again is a little bit more of an advanced grammar topic. But if you see it, just know that you're dealing with the verb ir, to go, or the verb ser, to be, and you should understand the sentence or context that you're hearing them used in quite easily. So that is it for this episode of the podcast. And don't forget, share this episode with a friend if you found it useful. Share it on social media, in your Instagram story and tag us at Learn Spanish Con Salsa or share it on your Facebook page and tag us Learn Spanish Con Salsa on Facebook. And you will be entered into our drawing to receive a free one-on-one private lesson to speak Spanish with one of our wonderful, wonderful, friendly coaches in the Spanish Con Salsa team. As always, I hope that something you heard in today's episode will help take you one step closer from Spanish beginner to bilingual. Hasta la próxima. Thank you for listening to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com.